Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Amethafe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the Visa Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. We say hello to our viewers over on Samsung TV Plus on this Saturday morning, October 7th. Michael Lombardi, how are we doing this morning? Good morning, buddy. We are doing well, Femi. I mean, we got Red River. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of good college football games. We got the great Jimbo Fisher hosting <laughs> Alabama today. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, we don't see him wearing those bifocals anymore because he's not calling plays, so he doesn't need them. But uh, I'm anxious to watch it. And uh, a lot of good college games going on. We'll get some maybe some clarity within the the, the marketplace. So, you know, great. And then we got Sunday. We got a early mm-hmm. kickoff on Sunday, and we got a lot of good games, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, big football weekend in the state of Texas. I mean, you get Red River today. You get Cowboys Niners coming up Sunday night, so it's a big football weekend, but it's always a big football weekend in the state of Texas because I guess they invented football. At least they think that they did uh, down there down there in the Lone Star State. But well, they we, do it well. They do. They I mean, do they it do very it well. well. I mean, if you've seen some of those high school stadiums, you would realize that they do it well. Yeah, I mean those, those stadiums say like what seventy thousand people or so. Like it's, yeah, it's not, insane. Not, I, I don't, I haven't seen one like that, but I know Allen it, right outside of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have like a thirty five thousand seater. It's beautiful, but the, the football's important. I it mean, is. football's important in this great state of Texas, and football's important for us here on the Lombardi Line. And we have great guests that will help us set the table for the football today and tomorrow. Coming up in fifteen minutes, former NFL MVP Rich Gannon will be joining us here as we break down all things NFL Week Number Five. Some fun matchups to go ahead and talk about with Rich Gannon. That'll be in the next segment. Thirty minutes from right now at ten thirty Eastern. Tim Murray, host of Vsin primetime also the VEASAN college football betting podcast will join us with his college football card and then later on in hour number two at 8 30 west coast time 11 30 eastern the one and only Wes Reynolds co-host of VEASAN tonight with our buddy Matt Humans, also host of the long shots podcast get that wherever you get your podcast Wes will join us to give us his college football expertise here on this fine Saturday but we mentioned it Michael state of Texas is where all the eyes are the state fair of Texas this weekend the cotton bowl will be a lot 
live in a few hours for the Red River rivalry. Probably my second favorite rivalry in all of college sports here behind the Apple Cup. OU, Texas, Longhorns, five-point favorites, total 60.5. Early thoughts on this showdown and a rivalry renewed in Dallas. Well, I mean, look, Oklahoma, everybody had them buried for dead. And, and Brent Venables has done a tremendous job of getting the program back. I don't think people would realize, you know, they're still in the Big 12, right? They're still in the Big 12. And the number one offense in the Big 12 isn't Texas, it's Oklahoma. The number one defense in the Big 12 isn't Texas, it's Oklahoma. And so you can kind of manipulate the schedules, who they played, who haven't they played. But I think this Oklahoma team is really back and they're playing well. They're playing the Brent Venable style of defense, giving up 10 points a game, you know, and their relative scoring. They're, they're sixth in the nation in that area. Now, again, a lot of this is you have the colleges. They haven't gotten to the meat of the schedule. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think this line, it's interesting how it's kind of gone towards Texas. But when you break the teams down, when you break both offensive and defensive downs, it's a very close game. I mean, I think it's going to be a great game. And look, let's face it, Oklahoma got embarrassed last year. They're playing for a lot more than just, hey, we got to beat Texas. Yeah. yeah. Last year was like like once in every probably five, six years, we'll get a blowout in Red River. Last year was more than a blowout. It was just a flat out embarrassing effort from Boomer Sooner in this matchup. But you mentioned it, the schedule, which is what I kind of want to hone in on here in this first segment, because OU has yet to play a ranked opponent. They played Arkansas State. They blew them out, played SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati. Tulsa and Cincinnati were a road game, so give them credit there. Then last week, home against Iowa State. And this is one of the fascinating things about college football is that we get to the point to where, all right, how do these teams sort of match up? Because we know that the cream of the crop is the gap between them and the rest of the country seems to be pretty wide. How how much do you factor into the fact that they haven't played a tough schedule to start out and how that might pertain to this matchup? Well, I mean, look, you know, all these college games, all these college teams that nobody really plays a tough schedule, even when they get into divisional rounds, they don't play a tough schedule. So, I, I think this is going to come down to Dylan Gabriel, how he plays, how he operates, and Quinn Ewers, mm-hmm. you know, how they, he plays and operates. I mean, look, Texas had a great win going in, beating Alabama. I think Alabama's a little bit of a different team now than they were then as they tried to have they kind of pieced together their quarterback situation. So, you know, it, I, I think when you play that scheduling thing in college football, I think you can only get more confused than you mm-hmm. can get actually clarity. I think that's really the bigger issue. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, look, they, they, you, you play, they played it. You know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, Oklahoma, it goes back forever. And I think ultimately, you know, when they got shut out last year, the energy and the intensity to me is back in place. And I, and I think you got to take a look at that and how they handle that. So I, I, I kind of like Oklahoma because I love Brennable's defense. Mm. And I, and I think that if Gabriel can play to the way he's been playing, you know, I mean, I feel like we've been watching this kid for 100 years. But, I mean, look, <laughs> let's face it. I mean, they're, they're really good offensively. You know, they're, they're, they're eighth, ninth in the country in relative offense, total offense. You know, they control the football well. You know, yards per play. They're second in the conference. They're 21st in the league. I mean, you know, look, you don't just get these numbers because you haven't done something well. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We'll give our final thoughts on this game to end the show here. But from a market standpoint, this open five, we've, we've got to five and a half in some spots, but I'm seeing on the board right now, Michael, there's a couple sports books where it's four and a half. So there is yeah. interest here in the Sooners, especially in a rivalry game as a dog taking those points. We know that these games can be back and forth and usually comes down to the final possession. So maybe the valuable thing to do and the valuable bet to be made could be Oklahoma getting the points in this spot here. But uh, it's just it's just fun to have this Red River rivalry back it's my favorite rivalry outside of the apple cup uh they were showing on the on college game days showing some of the, the past memories and who could forget roy williams sacking our guy chris sims in the end zone and the, the, the ball popping up and all that stuff and then of course there's the colt mccoy sam bradford game that ended up helping decide who won the big 12 and went to the national title game so these are usually high stakes games and we have another high stakes one with both these teams five and oh not just for the big 12 michael but also for the whole college football playoff which it yeah. seems to be wide open this year more than years past yeah, it is. And I, I mean, look, and Texas is a different team this year when you watch them up front, especially their defensive line is more dominant than it was last season. I mean, last season they had to rely on the blitz and they had to try to create pressure, you know, and this season, based on the analytical numbers, you know, they've been at, they've been able to generate pressure from their four without having a blitz, you know, and. They, they, you know, in their top 20 in total sacks, their defensive tandem of, of Sweat and Murphy, they've combined for 17 pressures over the over the first five games of the season. So, you know, they can get pressure and that's going to affect Gabriel. And I think that's where the game's going to be decided, like all football games that are close with two teams is going to be decided in the offensive and defensive fronts. Yep. The game is won and lost in the line of scrimmage. We will continue our discussion with Texas OU with all of our guests and also to wrap up the show. But you mentioned it. Alabama, Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa earlier this year. Well, the Tide, knowing that they probably have to run the table to get back to the college football playoff, they are visiting College Station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies, Jimbo Fisher and the crew. And right now we are seeing some interest in the Aggies over at DraftKings. The line is Alabama two and a half total 46. But there's a lot of twos in the market here. Are, are you willing to back Jimbo? Jimbo and the crew against uh, Nick and the Tide? You know, look, last year he's a two-point play away from winning the game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's right there, you know, or tying the game. And so for me, you know, now they get him on their home field. I, do I, I think really the question is, do I trust Milrow? This is, to me, mm. we've taken Jimbo out of the equation. And what I mentioned at the beginning of the show about his not wearing his bifocals, he's really not doing anything on the sideline. Petrino's calling the offense. They've got the defense being run. He's just watching the game with you and I. Mm. And so I, 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 I don't think this is about Jimbo versus Nick. I do think Alabama has improved their team over the course. I think they've whatever they've done, you know, Lane Kiffin indicated that it's not Kevin Steele calling the defense. Defense. They've improved their defense. They're 17th in the nation. You know, they've improved their relative pass defense, which I thought was bad. I mean, LS, Miss, Ole Miss couldn't do anything on them. I mean, mm -hmm. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, two teams that are fairly good offensively, could not move the ball consistently on them coming off that Florida, South Florida game where they basically just they eked out a win 10-3 and they scored on the last play of the game. So, you know, this is going to be a defensive struggle. It's going to be a game mm -hmm. of adjustments. I think it comes down to, do, do you trust Milrow? And do you mm -hmm. trust the backup quarterback at, at Texas A&M? I, I think that's going to be the issue. We haven't talked enough about that, but I think that's really where the game kind of falls into place is what kind of production does Texas A&M get out of their backup quarterback? 
Yeah, Texas A&M's backup quarterback, Max Johnson, the son of Brad Johnson, Super Bowl winner with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He came in for an injured Connor Wegman. Uh, Connor Wegman is a guy that a lot of people were excited about, a potential dark horse Heisman. Unfortunately, he suffers the season-ending injury, so it'll be Max Johnson here on the wet rest of the way. But Texas A&M, it feels like they have so many talented players, and, and talent really hasn't been the issue for, for the Aggies. I mean, last year they had, the, what, like eight five-stars in the recruiting class or something like that, one of the most decorated recruiting classes in the history of, of the recruiting services. But the Milrow thing, I think, is really where this comes down to. Can Jalen Milrow yep. in a hostile environment take care of the football and be efficient against a really good defense that has been able to hold really uh, prolific offenses down? And that's kind of where this thing is going to be decided. I feel like I think you hit that one on the head there with Milrow going up against the Aggies in a hostile environment. You know, and I and look, Mac Johnson, you know, has done a nice job when he filled in last week, throwing to his mm-hmm. brother. You know, and and I'll tell you what, the kid takes off and runs now. He's not he's not timid. I mean, I thought he was going to get hurt last week when he was running around, and you know he's done a good job. Milrow's got to prove. I think I think what A and M's going to do is say to Milrow, "Can you beat us from the pocket?" But remember, this Texas A and M defense has has improved since that disaster in South Florida. Yeah, they, they definitely have improved. Last week, Johnson 2-10 in the passing game, and AM went ahead and beat Arkansas 34-22. We will continue to break down all the big games in college football throughout these couple hours. But joining us next, former NFL MVP Rich Gannon as we discuss all things National Football League here on the Lombardi Line. Hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Family Bebefe, Michael Lombardi, out in the great state of New Jersey. And our next guest joining us now, former NFL MVP. Now you can hear him over on Sirius XM NFL Radio. It's the one and only Rich Gannon joining us here this morning on the Lombardi Line. Rich, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy morning. And before we get into the quarterbacks and in the game specifically, what has been the biggest surprise to you so far through five weeks in this NFL season? Well, that's a great question. You know, I would say line play. You know, I think there's some really bad line play right now, offensive line play in particular. And I think that's contributed to some of the struggles that some of these teams have had. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they can't run the ball. They've not done a great job in the passing game. I think, you know, obviously Matt Canada's under a lot of fire. I just think, you know, I think you go back and look at some of the offensive line play there in Pittsburgh, particularly as it relates to Najee Harris in the running game. They're not coming off on combination blocks, not get up on the second level. They can't get back to line of scrimmage. That's just one example, but there's a number of teams out there. The Vikings have had a difficult time running the ball, protecting Kirk Cousins. The turnovers have been a big issue, but you know, Michael Taya and Bill Belichick said this all the time. I mean, September is, 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 is an opportunity for, you know, the offensive linemen to get better at their craft. But I just, I'm surprised at, at some of the poor offensive line play. I think a lot of it goes back, guys, to the fact that we don't put the pads on in the spring. We don't really do much in mini camps anymore. We don't do much in training camp. And I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a contributing factor to the slow start for some of these offensive linemen. I mean, I think Cincinnati, Rich, is the perfect example, right? Zach Taylor oh, takes the approach, we're not going to do anything in the spring. We're going to have kind of sing kumbaya, have a little bit, you know, get together. <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to have mini camps, no need for that. And then, you know, four weeks into the season, he can't block anybody. But take us into, you played the position at a high level. You won MVP. Joe Burrow's numbers are not who Joe Burrow is. So... How has that calf affected it? And do you think there is a turning point, maybe this week or maybe in the future, for Burrow and the injury? You know, I think they could lose to Arizona. I really, guys, you know, look at what Arizona's done the first four weeks of the season. Joshua mm-hmm. Dobbs. I mean, you know, they're playing hard, inspired football. So that that's not a guarantee that Cincinnati's going to go to Arizona and beat him. I, I agree with you, Michael. I think you look at Joe Burrow right now. I think the fact that he missed all the training camp. I mean. Even even reps for a veteran quarterback are very, very important. The offensive line, as you've mentioned, has, has been a problem the last couple of years, particularly getting out the gates. And I think the calf has bothered him. I think you, you watched him last week, his inability to really put a lot of weight on that back foot. He's, he's been sailing the ball a little bit. The ball's been sailing on him a little bit. He hasn't been able to drive the ball down the field outside the numbers. I think it affects everything that they do. I think it affects his confidence. I mean, this is a hard game to play when you're healthy. It's almost impossible to play when you're not healthy. And I think you see that with Burrow right now. They're, they're running out of time. I mean, they lose. They go to Arizona this week and lose, and they're in big trouble of, of obviously having a chance to compete for the division title, but also make the playoffs. 
Yeah, it feels like season on the line for the Cincinnati Bengals down there in Arizona. Right now, they're a three-point favorite over at our show sponsor, DraftKings. We're speaking with Rich Ginn, former NFL MVP, now analyst over at Sirius XM NFL Radio. Well, Rich, let's talk about these rookie quarterbacks because we had you on during the draft process, and you talked about the guys that you liked and kind of gave us an evaluation on all the rookie quarterbacks who we expected to go in the first round. What do you make of Bryce Young so far and the struggles that he's had in Carolina? C.J. Stroud's been terrific in Houston. Also, Anthony Richardson making plays for the Indianapolis Colts. How do you assess those kind of top three guys that went in the top four in this past spring's draft? I'll give you my summation. I think when you look at Bryce Young, I think so much of what happens at the quarterback position is impacted by what's going on around them. Their offensive line has been inconsistent. The receiving core is not great. And they've had a difficult time getting the running back engaged and, and getting that part of it going. So I think they're just struggling to kind of find out who they are as an offense, find an identity. And this young quarterback, unfortunately, is suffering some of the consequences. I don't think his feet have been great. I, I think they've got to do some mechanical things he's got to work through. He's a very talented player. He's got a lot of upside, but he's going through some growing pains. The guy that's really impressed me is C.J. Stroud. I, of all the quarterbacks, I thought going to that situation in Houston, he's not surrounded by an all-star supporting cast. And Mike Martz uh, over in the 33rd did a great breakdown of C.J. Stroud's first four games. Guys, he's been really, really good. He's thrown the ball in rhythm, his confidence, his eyes, his feet, the decision-making, taking care of the football. He's been outstanding, and I think that's a, a, that's a great sign for the future in Houston. And, of course, you know, Richardson in Indianapolis, he's had a difficult time staying healthy. He's, he's a, a bit of a wild card. You know, uh, the, the accuracy, the decision-making, all those things are going to be a, a work in progress for him. He had a difficult time with the uh, completion percentage in college. I think that'll still be an issue for him this first year. But, you know, he he's the, he's the wild card because he's he is a big, strong, physical, athletic guy that can extend and create manufacture plays. So, to me, um, you know, if he can protect himself, uh, I think he's a guy that, that can make things difficult for defenses but the passing game if you get him to you force him to sit in the pocket he's going to have some issues rich as a teammate right you go to detroit this weekend and if you're on that carolina team you ran for 350 yards against them and now you can't run for 50 yards like what do you think's going through the panthers players minds i know they've changed offensive scheme but last year they were a dominant run team i know foreman signed with the bears even though he's on their inactive list they're not even using him but like to me there has to be some sense of doubt within that panther locker room offensively like wait a minute we were actually getting better last year now we're worse yeah, you know it's interesting. That's a good one. That's a good one, Michael. Because you think about you changing coordinators and you got different line coach and there's a, there's a lot going on. And I think you're trying to develop a young quarterback. And when you're trying to develop a young quarterback, you better be able to support him with a good offensive line and protection, and most importantly, a sound running game. And they haven't really had that. And you know, they go out and get Miles Sanders. So I really, I, I like this guy. I think he's a talented player. He had some great success in Philadelphia. Isn't it amazing? You go, you you play. You're Miles Sanders, and you play behind. The best offensive line in football thinks I'm pretty good. You go somewhere else, you got a you got a different play caller and a different offensive line, and all and a, and a you know an experienced quarterback. And now all of a sudden, it's difficult to get back to the line of scrimmage. So, hey, the one thing I like about Detroit are their their line play on both sides of the ball. I mean, they are physical. They come after you. They attack you. They take it on the personality and the demeanor of their head coach Dan Campbell. This is going to be if, if Carolina doesn't go up there with their big boy pads and. And, and get ready to get in the trenches and fight this one out. It could be a long day for them. 
Yeah, Lions right now, nine and a half point home favorites in the game against the Panthers. Well, Rich, let's talk about a couple of your former teams. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in Minnesota this weekend to take on the Vikings. Chiefs right now, three and a half point favorites, total 53. But the betting market has been interested in the Vikings to keep this game competitive. Do you agree with uh, what you expect to see come tomorrow? You know, you look at the Chiefs right now and their, and their tackle play is a concern. You know, uh, Smith at the left tackle, Taylor at the right tackle, both have had their issues. Uh, the left tackle has had a, a propensity to grab and hold, and the right tackle has got the propensity to line up as a as an H back. <laughs> but you know, but it's but, unbelievable. But, so that, but but that's a bit of an issue right now. But but as bad as things are, they've got the they've got the they've got that quarterback in their hip pocket. And he just you know he can he makes everyone around him better. I mean you know so I think the game's going to be closer than people think. I think the Vikings obviously. They know it's at stake here. Um, you know, the, the problem with the Vikings and Brian Flores, he doesn't have the pass rushers other than Daniel Hunter, and he, they don't have the cover corners. So he, he knows that in order to get to the quarterback, he's got to bring pressure. He, he, he's, there's no one that's blitzing more right now than the Minnesota Vikings. Their safety, Harrison Smith, had three sacks last week against Carolina. So they, they've got to, in order to get there, they've got to bring perimeter pressure. And if you do that against Patrick Mahomes, you really expose yourself on the back end. And to me, that's going to be a chess match. Very interesting to see what they do and how they try and slow down Travis Kelsey. You know, it's funny. I, I agree. You know, last year when they lost Tyree kill, we all thought it was going to dampen the offense and Mahomes comes through and averages 8.1 yards per attempt this year. He's at 7-0, and that includes the Bears game in the numbers for four weeks. Like, you hit the nail on the head. If they don't get this line improved quickly, then this is going to be a vulnerability for the, for the Chiefs moving forward. Michael, look at what the Jets did. I mean, they, you know, Kelsey was pretty much a non-factor. They get five catches for like 60 yards, so they kept the, they kept the lid on him. And then, you know, you look at if – you, if you really break down the Chiefs right now, they've got 13 different – players, receivers, tight ends, backs that have touched the ball in the passing game. So they don't really, you know, I think they're trying to find out, you know, the passing game. And I think, you know, that's kind of Andy Reid's MO. He, you know, he, they're not going to have, they're not going to have a Justin Jefferson for, per se, but you know, they've got a bunch of guys that are functional guys in the system and they kind of make it go, but it was, it was difficult. It, if, if, if you can slow down Kelsey, if you can take away, you know, the middle of the field, third down red zone production, Man, that makes things a whole lot more difficult on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it'll be a tough task for the Minnesota Vikings, but the betting market appears to think that they are up for it. He is Rich Gannon, former NFL MVP, now NFL analyst over at Sirius XM NFL Radio. Rich, we appreciate the time. Be well. Great job, Rich. Thank you. You guys are the best. Love it. See you guys. Awesome stuff there from Rich Gannon. On the other side, Tim Murray will give us his college football card next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and the VEASAN experts have been hard at work tracking the latest player moves to help you bet smarter. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NBA betting guide featuring up-to-date previews on all 30 teams, including Michael's 76ers, futures and year-long player props, best bets on player awards like Rookie of the Year, live betting strategies, plus strategy and advice on building your own NBA betting model from senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network here this Saturday morning, a college football Saturday, and nobody better to help us get set for the day's slate than our buddy Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime, also the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcast. Tim, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. Before we get to your plays, got to ask you about the Red River rivalry. OU, Texas, Longhorns, five-point favorites, total 60 and a half. I know you don't have a play in this game, but how do you kind of see this one playing out later on today? Yeah, I can't wait to sit back and watch this one, guys. It's going to be uh, – it is as highly anticipated as I can remember, uh, this this rivalry being both teams undefeated. And uh, I, I think the question that I posed on the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast, guys, was, what do we know about Oklahoma? I think we know what Texas is to an extent, right? They they went to Tuscaloosa and, and arguably have the best win of the college football season going in there and winning by double digits. Oklahoma's undefeated against the spread, but who are they, right? They, they, they were kind of right there with SMU, pulled away late. Same thing with Cincinnati. Offense didn't go nuts, but the defense played quite well on the road at Nippert Stadium a couple weeks ago. And then last week, it was a close game until it wasn't against Iowa State. So I, I'm really intrigued to see who Oklahoma is. I mean, the market's telling us right now that Oklahoma's probably the right side as this number has come in their direction as this has moved about a point and a half since the open around six and a, six and a half. Look, Texas is a team I was very high on preseason, talked about it on your guys' show. Uh, look, my future bet on them, I could lose this game. It's all right. But I, I've been very impressed ultimately by Texas. I think their run game is coming alive here with Brooks in the backfield rushing for over 200 yards last week. They've got weapons outside. And Jatavian Sanders being available this week, I think, is a really big boost for them. Their tight end who I don't know if he'll be a first round pick, guys, but certainly will be uh, be playing on Sundays come next year. So like you said, Femi, no official play for me. I guess a slight lean to OU just because it feels like these two teams are, are relatively evenly matched. Uh, and he got a little bit of the revenge factor after last year's thumping that Texas put on him. Uh, but ultimately, guys, I'm just going to sit back and and watch this one as a fan and uh, and and see what we learn about Oklahoma, because at this point, I'm kind of at the at the at the learning process about the Sooners, because I, I don't know exactly who they are right now. Well, you do know who A&M is, and you do know yep. who Alabama is, and you and Jimbo are in collusion today. So explain <laughs> why you like your man Jimbo. Yeah, the, 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 my man Jimbo is not a phrase that I want to hear. When you're uh, betting him, he's your man. you got to go with him. you got to <laughs> yeah, go with he's him. He's your today. guy. Maybe more... Maybe more Bobby Petrino's my man. I don't know if that's any better, Michael. But uh, Bobby <laughs> Oh, that's Pers a lot better. Trust Durkin. me, that's a lot better. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Petrino's I, I a good that, coach. Yeah, I, I mean, Bobby Petrino can, can scheme it up and... And look, betting against Nick Saban over the years makes you lose a lot of money. Um, and I'm doing it today. Uh, but I, I, I really like the matchup here. Look, Texas A&M, their one loss came against Miami. Uh, I loved Miami in that spot. And uh, they took advantage of Texas A&M vertically. I don't know if Alabama can do that today, guys. I mean, that's the thing about Alabama and this offense so far this year is they want to kind of grind it out and 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 play a little, you know, uh, you know, rock 'em sock 'em type of game, and I think Texas A&M can play that game with them. You know, you're finally seeing. You know, how how long have we been hearing about? Oh, you know, Texas A&M number one recruiting class. <laughs> Look at all this NIL money, and it never bared fruit. You're starting to see that fruit happen here. Quarterback, 
Jalen Milrow versus out for Alabama. Max Johnson's going to get to go for Texas A&M with Connor Wegman hurt. Who gets the advantage? I think it's a bit of a wash. Maybe you give the athleticism, you know, to uh, to Jalen Milrow. But I, you know, Jalen Milrow does not scare me trying to go vertically here. So that's why ultimately I'm going to take the points with Texas A&M. It's a road game. Kyle Field. We know how great that environment's going to be this afternoon. So uh, I'm going to roll with the 12th man here, Giga Maggie, and uh, I'm going to take the points with Texas A&M. And you know, look, last two years. It has been a very close game. Two years ago, Texas A&M in the highly anticipated, you know, uh, Jimbo versus Nick Saban Bowl after everything that was said at SEC Media Days, et cetera. Uh, Texas A&M won that game outright. Last year, Jalen Milrow gets the start for an injured Bryce Young, and it comes down to the last second, and Texas A&M throws a pass into the end zone. It gets knocked down, and Alabama is able to escape. So I do like the track record, at least the last couple of years. For Texas A&M against Alabama, and uh, I think Texas A&M is going to be ready to go. So, yeah, Michael, I'm gonna gonna put up my hands here and and hope that, uh, <laughs> as you said, my guy Jimbo can pull this one off. Yeah. Uh, not uh, Jimbo, not someone I love to back, but uh, I'll take him here. Well, back on this afternoon, we're speaking with Tim Murray, host of Visa and Primetime. You can check it out Monday through Friday, six to nine Eastern. Also, host of the Visa and College Football Betting Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Well, Tim, I'm not sure if you know or not, but here on the Lombardi Line, this is the official show of Cam Ward, Washington State's quarterback. Yeah. He, we are big fans of Cam Ward, and we see that you are going against him today, laying it. Why do you like the Bruins against Washington State in this spot? Well, I'm old enough to remember week one when I went against Cam Ward and Michael kind of gave me a, a, a talking to week one. He said, you're going against Cam Ward. What are you doing? And uh, he was right. I was wrong. I'm doing it again. I'm going with UCLA here. Uh, I love Cam Ward. What's not to love about Cam Ward? Uh, I see on the screen there three and a half. I don't love the three and a half. Let's let's lay the three. That's available. We're going to roll with Washington. Uh, excuse me. We're going to roll with UCLA here in this spot. Um, we'll see what Cam Ward's got. Look, Ben Arbuckle, their offensive coordinator coming in from Western Kentucky, has been tremendous. They have fit very well together so far. Uh, but this is one of those lines, guys, that makes you go, huh, why is unranked UCLA a three-point favorite against number 13 Washington State? And the reason is UCLA is the best defense that Washington State has faced to this point. Now, Oregon State's very good defensively overall but in the secondary not so much and cam ward as you guys have noted took advantage and was phenomenal against the the beeves when uh, washington state hosted oregon uh, oregon state just a couple weeks ago on the road not that this is going to be a raucous environment by any stretch but i do like the fact that they're on the road we're getting dante Moore in a bounce back spot and uh, the quarterback for ucla and look back at la uh, two weeks ago ucla goes on the road I mean, they put out an absolute stinker offensively against Utah in Rice-Eccles. The defense was fantastic against Utah. So I'm very curious to see how Cam Ward, who, look, I'm with you guys. I like Cam Ward a lot. My partner, Sean King, he loves Cam Ward. He's on Washington State. So uh, I'm on an island a little bit here uh, in this particular spot. But I'm going to trust in Chip Kelly coming off of a bye week at home. And I'm going to roll with the Bruins uh, laying the three. Six in the country, yards per play, pass attempt. Just uh, just FYI there, you know. And, uh, you know, look, I, I think it's, you know, look, this is a really good offense against a good defense. And when you break it down, I think I think you're right. So, uh, you know, but 
more to me is, and the one thing I think, the one thing that Washington State hasn't been able to do, and they rank 103rd in the country in the area, is they've been not very good in the red zone, but that's because they make so many explosive plays. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Georgia, you love Georgia laying the 14 at Kentucky. You're going against the, you're going against the trend. Everybody seems to be on Kentucky on this one, Tim. Well, I don't know if you've heard, Michael, but Georgia hasn't covered a game all year. That's, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's I know. the word on the street. Everybody keeps Everybody telling Everybody says them. it. Georgia can't cover. Georgia stinks. Well, I don't know if they've said that, but I just, I really like this spot, guys, for Georgia. And I think there's a reason when this touched 14, boom, immediately it went back to 14 and a half. So, hey, it's Saturday. It's game day. We're going to have to lay that hook. That's all right. We're going to roll with the, with the dogs here. Not the dog with an O, A-W-G in this spot at home between the hedges, night game. Kentucky hasn't had a road game all year. I loved Kentucky last week. It was one of my favorite plays, and they were able to run it down the throat of Florida and win that game 33-14. to 14. Ray Davis, he might have success today. He's not going to have 200-plus yards against this Georgia defense. And as we've learned a little bit over the years here, Kirby Smart is kind of that master type of motivator. Somehow he convinced his team that people thought they were going to be 6-6 six and six last year. <laughs> Nobody said that, but they believed it. I think this has been the ultimate week of, hey, we're not that good. We're not as good as our record. People are doubting us. And I think you're going to see the best effort from Georgia tonight, night game. They're at, uh, down in uh, between the hedges, Sanford Stadium. So I just I love the kind of perfect storm here. Winless against the spread. They're going to get up for this game. And I think Georgia gives their best effort tonight. And I think Kentucky really struggles to get some points on the board. So we're going to roll with the dogs, not the dog dogs tonight with Georgia. Who's that coming down the track? It's a mean machine in red and black, baby. Tim Murray on Georgia. He is Tim Murray. Check him out over on VEASAN primetime. Also the VEASAN college football betting podcast. Tim, good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you. Awesome stuff there from Tim. On the other side, we'll turn our attention to the news and notes from around the National Football League. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season starts Tuesday night, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our all-new NHL betting guide featuring previews for all 32 teams, futures bets, awards picks, and season-long props, first-period betting strategy, Steve Mackinnon's power ratings plus best bets articles five days a week once the season starts. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN NHL betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's the Lombardi line here on a Saturday morning on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Wes Reynolds will be joining us in the next segment. Host of VSIN tonight. It will give us his college football and NFL card here for the weekend. But Michael, we wanted to play a little game here of better choice. You know our producer Elliot is always putting games together for us to go ahead and break these things down. Yeah. And this is pitting NFL futures against college football futures. And our first one, better's choice. Would you rather bet on the Cowboys over 10 and a half wins or the Alabama Crimson Tide at over nine and a half wins? I think I'd rather bet the Cowboys. I mean, today's going to be a big day for Crimson Tide for me, right? Because I think I want to see Milrow against a good a defense that is good on the road. 
I thought he played well against Mississippi State on the road. That was a help. I thought he played really well against LSU in the second half. Excuse me, against Ole Miss in the second half. So, like, this is a big game for me. And if he takes a giant mother may I steep a step forward. My biggest thing with Milrow is he's got unique athletic skills mm-hmm. and he's got an unbelievable arm. But when he moves, he can throw it too, you know. Like you don't have to move and run. You mm-hmm. can move by time and throw it. It's what it's what uh it it it's what uh, they, they said this week about you know, when they're trying to defend Josh Allen, it's like, look, the problem is we can't cover forever because when he starts moving around, you got to stay attached. It's a hard thing to do. So I think if Milro does that, and it really comes with more experience, like just be patient outside the pocket, look down the field, and give your guy a chance. How many times have we watched Mahomes do that? Yeah. The off-script plays, which you can't coach, favor the most athletic players. And that's where Milrow, if he takes that step, can become a really good player. Yep. And that'll elevate the tide to being the team that we all thought that they could be this past summer. Like, it feels like Milrow is sort of like an either or. It's like, all right, either I'm in the pocket or if I'm running, I'm going to go and run versus, right. hey, just keep the play alive. Like you're saying, like, keep it alive. Let's get to that second play within the play and maybe make a big play down the field. So uh, we'll see if Jalen Milrow can do that coming up later on this afternoon in College Station as the Aggies go up against Texas A&M. So you're taking the Cowboys over 10 and a half. I agree with you. I think Dallas can get to 11 wins uh, this well, I mean, season. I watch Washington on uh, on Sunday. I mean, how good are they, right? I mean, you know, and then I watch Washington almost get Philly into overtime, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, how good is Philly secondary after we watch that? Yeah, they, they called up Bradley Roby to try to go ahead and fix up that secondary off of the street. So we'll see if the Eagles, who will have an interesting test on Sunday against the L.A. Rams, Cooper Cup back in the fold here for the Rams. So uh, that'll be a fun game tomorrow afternoon. All right, the next one. Bears over five and a half regular season wins. This one pays out plus 140. Or the Colorado Buffaloes, Coach Prime and the guys, over five and a half wins at minus 140. I think I'll take the minus play here. I mean, I think Colorado, Colorado, look, when the level of competition comes down a little bit, you know, they're going to and they get their they get healthier. Mm-hmm. They're still a formidable opponent. I mean, you know, they're not. Are they great? By no means. But I think they can get the six wins. So I'll take that. I don't know if the Bears can get the six wins. I mean, look, the last the last two games, Fields played better in the Washington game for three quarters. He played good against against Denver against two bad defenses. I mean, if you look at EPA, uh, if you look at the DVOA, the Washington defense and the, and the Denver defense are one of the worst in the league. You know, by the way, Femi, so you can rest comfortably. I want you to rest comfortably. <laughs> Washington is not making any coaching changes. They just got to play better. No doubt. That's oh that, You know, when God. I left that game Monday, <laughs> Thursday night and I turned off the TV and I listened to Bella snoring as I went into bed, I said, you know, all Washington needs is to play better. That's exactly what I thought because we were watching coaching malpractice at its finest on Thursday night. When you let a receiver get 280 yards on you, you're, you're not watching the game. You're just not watching the same game I'm watching. Like at some point when, when DJ Moore caught that first – well, actually, when he caught the first pass, I'm like, okay, we're done. Double him the entire game. But, of course, that didn't happen for Ron, and he's not making any changes. I I want you to rest comfortably on that. (laughs) 
I mean, Ron, Jack Del Rio. I I don't know what the, the I don't know what they're doing. But we will. This thing can get off the rails real quick if we get down that path. So let's not talk about that. We'll we'll save them for for another time here in Washington because it sounds like they're going to be around for a while. I digress. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> just play better. Yeah, just play, play better. better. Okay, that's all we need. Jeez, host that's... better. I'll commentate better. That's all we need. The fact that we we wanted to buy in on that team, and then here we are. Jesus. Uh, all right, but this... we should have. I mean, look, they, they're they. Trust me, if they if they woke up, Bar, oh, if Parcells came in and coached that team, they might win nine games. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> all good. Uh, this one is with the awards. So this would you rather bet on Josh Allen to win NFL MVP at plus three eighty or Michael Penix to win the Heisman at the same price? I'm going to take Josh Allen to win the MVP. I think Penix could win the MVP if they win, if they get to the finals, because I think he's got a real legitimate chance. I mean, I watched the tape last week against Arizona. This guy makes every throw. It's almost unbelievable how bad he looked at Indiana once the board left. Do you remember that year at Indiana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, like, I got to go back and watch that year. I think he even got benched that year, Femi. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he was like, I, I think he was coming back from the knee injury and all that stuff. I don't know, maybe he was not in the right yeah, space. Yeah, I, I got to do way more research on yeah. this because he went from being great to being uh oh, and then and now he's back to being great again. I mean, he looked incredible. I mean, he making all the throws, but no one's playing. No one in the league is playing better than Josh Allen right now. No one. Josh Allen is playing point guard, N- not John Stockton point guard, Magic Johnson point guard. Mm. Uh, Josh Allen's been terrific here for the Buffalo Whereas, Bills. Whereas, like, you want to know what the difference is? Brock yeah. Purdy, Tua, they're John Stockton point guards. That's what they mm. are. They're dishing and creating. Boom. Work it. This guy's playing like magic. Yeah. That, and the John Stockton point guard of just, hey, just run the offense, and they've got some good parts around him. And then, yeah, magic is like almost like, hey, like, I am the offense. Like, this thing is revolving around I can take it over me. if I have to. If, if you need me to run for a touchdown, like to, to extend the lead against Washington, I got it. If you need me to run for a touchdown against the Miami Dolphins, I got it. Yeah, last week. I mean, it might have been his best game of his career, honestly, last week against the Miami Dolphins. But hey, look, let me. you say that, right? I did some notes this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's won 59 games. 45 of them have been by more than seven points. They cover quite a did, bit. Did well, you know that? I did not know. Now Before I do. you take Jacksonville this week, you might want to think about that one. Hey, I'm, I'm passing that game. I'm not taking Jacksonville. The spread right now is at five and a half. Uh, this one's spicy here. Bengals to make the playoffs at plus 200 or the Georgia Bulldogs to miss the college football playoff at plus 165. I'm taking the Georgia Bulldogs. They're not going to miss. I, I, I would take, excuse me. I think Georgia's going to make it. I'll take the Bengals to miss, to, to not make it. Wait a minute. It's both to miss. No, wait a minute. It's, it's, it's Cincinnati. Yeah, it's got me all confused here. Wait a minute. Cincinnati to make it or Georgia to miss. Uh, Elliot makes them hard, Michael. We know he's not. I don't, putting softball. I don't even like any of them. I don't like any of them. I passed. I mean, like that's checkmate. He just put me in checkmate. I don't have an answer for you. Like, I don't like either of them. Georgia's not going to miss the playoffs. Our guy Elliot's not putting softballs up there, man. I mean, my God, Elliot, what did you think I was going to answer on that? It was curious to find out. Um, what if, would you answer on that? 
I, I would I would take a stab at Georgia to miss. I think is what I would do. I, I would take. I, a I st- think I would probably do I that think too I would. if I had to. <laughs> yeah, if I had to play it, because uh, I, I don't see how Cincinnati is so in a hole right now, and they have a tough game coming up tomorrow uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Which I mean, imagine saying that about six months ago. But uh, that's that's the reality now as we sit here in October. So I would take Georgia to miss. How about this next one? Maybe this one's a little bit better for us. Buccaneers to miss the playoffs. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to miss the playoffs or Ohio State to make the CFP. I would take a, a Bucks to miss the playoffs. Mm. Bucks to miss the playoffs. I mean, I'm not sold on the Bucks. I mean, I know okay. Baker's had this resurgence, right? And I think Baker's done a good job of running the offense, being more accurate with the football this year. I think he's done a really good job of making plays off script, avoiding sacks, avoiding negativity. But when the Bucks played against a good team like Philly, that was not a close game. Remember all the money that came in on the Bucks? Yeah. Like, I'm not buying that one. Yeah, I'm not a, buying that it, one. It was some of my money that Monday night. We, we, we try to forget that one. But uh, who runs them down in the NFC South if it's not Tampa winning that division? Well, you didn't, I mean, I don't have to answer that. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, 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 I Could it be New Orleans? I mean, if they could – I mean, New Orleans is good enough on defense – that offense. If they could so. just, if they could get, if they could get Carr to throw the ball down the field, that might help. Oh. I mean, that stat line for Carr last week might go to Canton. That might go to Canton as the most incredible stat line you're ever going to see again. Take the check down. <laughs> All right, Wes Reynolds joins us next. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 